Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Kobe. We'll float in Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. Fun. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. The Closing Time Podcast is back. Sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season, people in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. Welcome back to the Posting Up podcast here. I'm joined by Big Jace and Sean Scanlon today. Uh, Guys, you know, obviously the finals are tied 2-2. Game 5 coming up tonight. Uh, We'll get to that in just a little bit. But some uh, developing news from a team who's no longer playing, the Portland Trailblazers. uh, It is expected that Damian Lillard is um, to request a trade out of Portland. Uh, there have been several combating reports that, you know, he wants to stay. He just wants to see them go all in. Uh, there's been reports that he wants to trade out of there. And, you know, when stuff like that comes out about a star player like this, especially someone who um, people have been saying, you know, help Dame or, like, get free Dame and stuff like that, um, he's a very talented player. And, you know, with, with this news coming, everyone's creating their little trade packages um, Sean, I'll start with you. Why don't you tell me um, where you expect him to go the most, and then after that, tell me where you think he would fit the most, no matter how realistic or you know likely that is to happen. Yeah, um, I texted in the group chat yesterday, and I'm sure Zay would be proud uh, proud about this and happy about this. But I think the Knicks is the the best destination for him. Um, I know that uh, I, I saw a tweet yesterday that the Knicks is one of the teams that he would be willing to uh, be traded to. And we saw in the playoffs, I mean, they, they had a great run uh, in the regular season. You know, they have 
great defense, but uh, they really don't have that number one score to rely on. And Julius Randle, uh, while he had a tremendous season, uh, you could tell that he, he couldn't be relied on to be the number one option, uh, be the number one scoring option. They had to rely on guys like Derrick Rose off the bench to really provide some offense for that team. So I think if you bring in a guy like Damian Lillard, I, I think that that takes that could take that team into the uh, maybe even elite tier in the Eastern Conference. I, I think yeah, you need that superstar. And I think Damian Lillard, he's a top 10 player in the league. He's one of the best scorers. He can score from really all three levels. He's great attack in the rim. Obviously, we know that he has uh, the range. And he's one of the more clutch players uh, in the NBA, if not the most clutch player in the NBA. So, uh, in, you know, in, in crunch time situations, I think if you give him the ball, he, uh, he can get it done for the Knicks. So I think that's one team that makes sense because if you pair him with Julius Randle, I think Julius Randle is more fit to be that number two guy. And then you got uh, guys like R.J. Bear, if you still hold on to him, uh, if he's not a part of the trade. So I, I think – and they have a good young core too. So I, I think they have a lot to build around, uh, especially going into Tom Thibodeau's second year as a head coach there. So I think Damian Lillard would uh, best fit in, in New York as a Nick. Um, but I, that's that would, that's just my opinion. But how about you, Jace? Well, I, I'm kind of looking at it from the Trailblazers' perspective. If you're completely rebuilding – the assets that the Knicks have as far as young players and draft picks, that's the best spot to go. Now, if you – hold on. I'm getting to your Sixers. If you want to actually maybe keep like keep what you got and just really get rid of Lillard and maybe build around someone like Ben Simmons, Sixers is the way to go. The thing with Ben Simmons is you kind of got to play build around him a little bit. And I think they can. But if you're trying to wipe the slate clean as they 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 uh, as I think they do, I, I think the Knicks are the best bet. But also, I mean, if for Damian Lillard wise, the best spot for him to go and compete and win a championship is the Lakers. And I know it's not as desirable as the offers that the Knicks, Sixers, even the Heat can give, but. I can just see LeBron having his way like he like he did with Anthony Davis when he brought Anthony Davis. LeBron just always finds his way, and that's what they need. They need that second score when uh, AD's out and because LeBron's more of a facilitator. And to have LeBron drive, kick it out to Dame, that, that, that's just awesome. So I, the, there's a lot of ways this can go. Uh, obviously, Damian Lillard has shown that he isn't fully out of Portland. So, I, I, and this is negotiations. This is a business deal. Stuff's going to change over time. Uh, different offers are going to come up along the way. So, I, I like what I'm seeing right now. There's a lot of cool ideas, but I, I do expect the whole landscape of this deal to change as the offseason progresses. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, not even a joke there. I was actually coughing. Um, I mean, Jace, you brought up the young talent aspect of the Knicks. And, I mean, who are you talking about? Obi Toppin and Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson? Mitchell Robinson and Obi Toppin and also the six first-rounders they can give up. All right. Well, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going to make a case for my Sixers. Ben Simmons is 24 years old. 24. He's still under 25. Um, 
by the way, that is, mm, let's see, I think six or seven years younger than Damian Lillard. Um, hey, even that's not a knock on Lillard. I think he's still a baller. I'd love to have him on my team. Um, Simmons is 24. He's a runner-up defensive player of the year. He's an all-defensive talent. Obviously, there's work to be done on the offensive end, but he's an excellent playmaker. I mean, he can score the ball at the rack. We saw um, against the defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. He dropped 42 points um, in Utah in a game this year. <clears throat> um, then you got guys like Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, Furkan Korkmaz. And I personally, Jace, I rate – Tyrese Maxey far, far ahead of um, Kevin Knox. I think Kevin Knox is probably one of the most disappointing prospects to come out um, of, of a draft in a very long time. <clears throat> um, and I think the Sixers, they can offer a plethora of first-round picks as well. Um, all bias aside, I honestly think the Sixers' deal would be more appealing than uh, Kevin Knox and Obi Toppin. I, I just, I don't know. I've been, I was very critical of Obi Toppin last year. Uh, there's always question marks with those, um, you know, four-year college guys coming out. You know, they're more NBA-ready, yes, but did Toppin look the part? Not really. Uh, he'll get more opportunity and more minutes as the years go on, so we'll really see what he, he is and he's supposed to be as an NBA player. But um, I don't know. I You guys know how I feel about um, Ben Simmons. I think there is work to be done, but I think he's a very talented player. He's an all-star, multiple-time all-star. I think – I don't know how you can pass up a 24-year-old multiple-time all-star um, for, for a guy who just wants out of town. Um, I don't know how you guys – Sean, I don't know how you feel about Dame on the Sixers, but I'm curious to know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Dame would definitely be a good fit to uh, go with Joel Embiid. I, I think that that's probably – it would be up there right away for uh, one of the best duos in the NBA. So I think you de you would definitely have to give up Simmons um, and some of the other young pieces, like you said, but uh, uh, like a Maxi or um, maybe even a Shake Milton or Cork Maz, like you said. So, But I, I think it makes sense for the Sixers. I mean, they – the process up to this point, you know, they've done, they had all those uh, terrible years to get all these draft picks. And unfortunately it just seems like Simmons and, and MB can't get to the championship level. So I think at some point uh, you got to try and, you know, blow it up. And I, I think that, you know, they're willing to do that off season, obviously listening to trade offers for Ben Simmons. So uh, that would make sense. It, I don't know if I would do it for the Blazers uh, side of it. Cause while he is a good prospect and obviously he's one of the better defenders in the league, he can defend pretty much all five positions. Uh, it's just a shot that you got to be willing, willing to take, and you know, um, able to knock down too in the NBA today. And he just he doesn't have that confidence. You could tell, uh, you know, he obviously uh, has the free throw woes too. So I, I just don't know if the Blazers would be willing to do that. But I think it definitely makes sense for the Sixers. Uh, yeah, at some point you got to blow it up, and I, I think this would be the perfect opportunity for them to do it. And like you said, Damon Lillard is up there. I, I think he's 31 or 32 years old, so it, it'd be a win-now situation for the Sixers. But I, if, if I was uh, Daryl Moore, I, I think I would hop all over that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, <clears throat> we'll know more about this as the offseason continues. Um but it's not here yet. We got a very exciting series going on, a 2-2 series between the Suns and the Bucks. We're going to hop right into that after this ad from Clovercrest Media. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. 
It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? High fly ball, right field. Grossman back, track, wall, see ya! Into the second deck, a grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. All right, uh, like I said, we have a very interesting finals going on here. Uh, Sean, you said that the Bucks would take game three, but you figured it would be a gentleman's sweep for the Phoenix Suns. The Bucks came back, and despite a uh, on-pour from Devin Booker, Chris Paul had a pretty poor game five, or game four, excuse me, and uh, as well the DeAndre Ayton. Um, so it's kind of hard to do that, uh, win a game when you're the only one producing for your team. And also, like we mentioned, Chris Middleton had one of those games where he just turns it on, so... A lot to look for in Game 5. I mean, can Chris Paul and DeAndre and Devin Booker get on the same page? Can Chris Middleton finally have back-to-back good games? I mean, he dropped 40 in Game 4. Can he even get close to that? 25 to 30 points would be excellent for him. Um, Sean, who takes Game 5, and what's most important for both of these teams? Uh yeah, you got to give credit to the Bucs. Uh, I after the first two games, I thought the series was definitely over. But I mean, they've they've made it very interesting. Uh, you know, they took advantage of their home court, and uh, I mean, they they look dominant throughout the past two games. Uh, obviously, Devin Booker had a pretty bad game three, and uh, Chris Paul did the same in game four. He was, I mean, for the point guard who uh, is very well, you know, handling the ball, doesn't turn the ball over much. He's been doing a lot of it in this series. And I think that's credit to Drew Holiday and the defense that, you know, he's uh, forced upon Chris Paul. So I, I think that uh, I'm going to go with the Suns in game five. I just think that the home court advantage, both the teams have been really good uh, at their home courts and uh, not just, you know, the playoffs, but the regular season as well. So uh, I think the Suns are going to take game five, but they're going to need Chris Paul to, you know, get back to, his point God ways. And um, I think Devin Booker is going to have another strong game. Uh, obviously DeAndre Ayton, he's had a really great playoffs. He, he's kind of came out of nowhere. So I, I expect him to bounce back in game five. And uh, for the Bucks, I think most important is, you know, like we've been talking about, it's, it comes down to Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Um, I don't know if Chris Middleton will have another 40 point game. Obviously he's been very on and off. He, he's either can't hit any shot or, you know, he's dropping 40 points like he did in game four. So, I think uh, they they have to continue to play well. Uh, there are others like Pat Connaughton who had a really good game four. He, uh, he had a big shot down the stretch. He also played some uh, pretty good defense, and he's been very active on the boards as well. So I, I think guys like that, PJ Tucker, have to continue to play well, and Bobby Porter's off the bench. So uh, and because I think Giannis, you, you what uh, you're going to get out of him uh, another dominant performance. I think that he's shown it all series that he's been able to put this team on his back, and uh, he just needs a little bit of help from the other guys, but. I'm going to go Suns game five, um, but I got to give credit to the Bucs. I really thought after two games that this series was over. But uh, And and credit to Mike Budenhoser because he, he's made some adjustments. Obviously, a lot of people get on him for you know not making uh, mid-game adjustments, but he's he's shown that he's uh, been able to do that in this series and pretty much the whole playoffs. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting game five, but uh, I'm going to go with the Suns. So, um, Jace, you were talking before the show. The Suns were up 2 nothing. I mean, you had no room to say this at all. Bucks in six were the words that came out of your mouth. Uh, obviously, two of the four wins in the row in a row needed 
here for the Bucks are out of the way. So it would seem a lot less crazy for you to say Bucks in six now. You you still sticking with that? Yeah, I mean this team knows how this whole playoffs. They've only lost one game off on the road coming from going from Milwaukee to on the road. They've only lost one one of those road games. That was to the Nets because Kevin Durant dropped fifty. If if Devin Booker can drop fifty tonight, I, I can see the Suns taking it. But the Bucks, they take that momentum from home and apply that to the road. And I think they're going to do the same here with the Suns. They're going to get it here, go back to Milwaukee, and close out in Milwaukee because Giannis is the best player on the on the floor. I thought going into this series, I thought Aiton could slow him down because we've seen in the past just big bodies can wear down Giannis. But this year, Giannis has shown a, a lot of growth not a lot of people are talking about. He's shooting smarter threes. That's why he's making more threes than he has in the past. He, like I mentioned, Dayton, he, he's not letting these big bodies stop him. He's still going to the hole, being able to finish around the basket better. This is just Giannis's time. He, he, I mean, defensive player of the year, two-time MVP. Now he's going to get a, a, a finals. He's going to get an NBA championship under his because I, I love Chris Paul, but the but this Suns team is just so young, and Chris Paul, when you have those those slip up, you you he can't afford to have those slip up games like he did the other night. Because you are the heart and soul of this team, and you have to carry this team from the bumps along the way. Because I mean, Devin Booker's going to be Devin Booker's a scorer, but the guys around you, you got to be able to lift them up and. He does that when, when Chris Paul's on, he, he does that. He brings everyone else up with him. But then when he has a bad day, they're still at the bottom, and you're putting a lot of pressure on Devin Booker. That's why I said Devin Booker, if he can come out and score 50, I, I think the Suns can win it. Or if Chris Paul can – if they can, if both Chris Paul and Devin Booker can combine for over 50, the Suns can win tonight. But I, I think the Bucks keep the hot hand. I think Chris Middleton – Continues to stay hot from la from uh, the last game. Not not as much. I don't think he's dropping forty. He'll put up twenty. And I think Giannis has a game. I think the Bucks win this one. Go home, clinch it in Milwaukee because they are a very good at home and they're able to make those home wins to road wins. So yeah, I like the Bucks a lot right now. They are super hot. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to be the tiebreaker here, but it, it's such a hard decision to make. I mean, the Suns, like Sean said, looked absolutely dominant coming out of those first two games, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Bucks they made those cr crucial adjustments, and they're making in-game adjustments, and, and all of a sudden it's a 2-2 series. It's all, Now it's a best of three. First one to two wins wins this series, guys, and I don't know. Uh, obviously someone will be right on the brink after tonight is over. Um, Jason, I'm going to have to go with you. I'm going to have to go with the Bucks. I, I think – I just think Giannis is on a, is a man on a mission. I, I know that, Sean, you said the, the home teams have been very good so far. I think this is where that ends. Uh, I do see this series going seven regardless, so I think whoever wins tonight will lose game six. Um, I think this one will go the distance. 
I don't know. I don't have a winner for the series as of right now. It's just that close. I, I can't even make a call on that. But I do have the Bucks for tonight. Um, should be a good, good game. Uh, I believe that is all for today's show. Um, we obviously don't have much to cover. We'll cover stories like the Damian Lillard one as they break. I'm sure the offseason will bring a lot of uh, trade rumors, free agent rumors, all of that. Uh, and, of course, the draft. So stick with us throughout this finals, throughout the offseason and into next season. Um, we should be back on Tuesday. I'm not sure. We might push it back a day or two depending on where the series is at. But uh, stay tuned on Facebook. We will surely let you know when we will be, when we will be back. But plan right now on Tuesday at 5 o'clock. For uh, Jace Garcia, Sean Scanlon, and um, <clears throat> Lucas Bolduck, this has been the Posting Up Podcast of Clovercrest Media. President of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.